Welcome to another inspirational message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Let's open the Word of God tonight. We're going to be going to the book of Hebrews, and we have a serious subject tonight. Tonight it's entitled The Promise. I've entitled my message The Promise. You'll see why in just a moment. But this is a very serious subject. I told you last week we were going to be going to the book of Hebrews, chapter 10. We're going to specifically get to a scripture in a moment, but let me lay the foundation first. I don't know uh, how many of you have yet notice that we are in some very interesting times in the United States of America, also in the world. You know, the world has never been here before. We've been through a lot of cycles in the world, but the world has never been to this place before, okay? So uh, uh, we're, we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 10, and uh, I'm going to uh, take the word, and I'm going to ask you to apply it to your life tonight. Apply something. Find something that says yes and amen into your heart. Because I do believe with all of my heart that we are headed for even uh, greater, uh, more interesting moments. Do you remember Sunday? I, I, I told you recently you're going to be hearing the things that we're preaching right now. Because, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, blessed is he who, you know, who, who hears what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. What I'm saying to you, the Spirit of God is saying to the church. How will we know this? Whenever we begin to hear other people, other churches, and other places, and other nations preaching the same thing. Just in the green room a moment ago, I just shared, uh, you know, from my heart something that the Holy, uh, Holy Spirit spoke to me about put on the armor of God, which we talked about uh, Sunday. And uh, one of our elders, uh, Jeff Phillips, said, said listen confirmation uh, there's another preacher you heard this week and two more podcasts and this you know and this word is right now i've heard it all week it's going around the world to put on the armor of god i encouraged you this past sunday to really make a stab at that you've you've you've, you've heard it preached no telling how many times you've read it no telling how many times but 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 you know what are you doing about putting on the armor of god because it is a putting on, it is a donning, it is a, it, it, it is a you know positioning. It's 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 a clothing. It's something that you have to do. I I, I I imagine, I dare say that not one of you got up this morning and your clothes just came on you miraculously, okay? Although I did see two or three of you, I thought you know I don't know how you got into those, but uh, <laughs> or, or let me say why, but. Uh, <laughs> Even a couple of them look like they might not have got into them, not have got into them two or three days ago. But you get what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I'm, I'm trying to make this very serious word a little more palatable by getting you to like me. Because Jesus said, you know, whenever he taught a, a difficult word, eat my flesh and drink my blood, people said that's a hard saying. And because he wouldn't give them something easier to do, they turned and left him and didn't walk with him anymore. I am trying to, get, to keep you from, you know, get, you know uh, like me and be nice so you won't leave whenever I tell you something in a moment that's kind of straightforward. Uh, so I'm just trying to be, you know, uh, uh, so at any rate, I don't think, you know, that you got up this morning and all of a sudden your clothes just went, okay. Wouldn't that be great? But, but that's not the way it works. And that's not the way it works when you put on anything. That's not the way it works when you put on makeup. It's not the way it works whenever you, you know, uh, uh, put on armor. 
and I ask you to do something, and, and uh, I want you to know that I've done what I ask you to do, and I'm going to be doing it. I've set myself up to succeed, and you can set yourself up to succeed as well. I ask you, because there are seven of these pieces of armor that we talked about, I ask you to choose one day and choose one piece of armor and work on it that day. Now, uh, you may not have gotten to that yet, but let me tell you, you'll forget about it soon if you don't do it. I can't forget about it. Why? Because I've got it all over my house and in my car. I can't forget about it because I had little cards made for me. I chose, I set and I decided what day I wanted to work on which one of those seven, and I got me a little card made. I got a bunch of little cards made, okay, for me, and I got them on my mirror. I can't even go to the, to, to, to the bathroom in my house without being reminded that today I'm working on hope, that today I'm going, I'm going to rehearse scriptures on hope. You know, uh, that's uh, let me encourage you do something like that. I've got it in my car. I got it, you know, uh, and, and, and uh, tomorrow I will be reminded, you know, Thursday is the day that I'm that, that I'm putting on faith. I'm going to work on the shield of my faith all day tomorrow. I'll be reminded. I've set myself up to be reminded, you know, uh, you know, uh, more than a dozen times tomorrow without my permission. I've already set myself up to be ambushed by my commitment and I'll be reminded and I am a little guilt driven so once I'm reminded by God and I'm standing in front of it I can't help but do it you know what I mean I'm one of those guys I'll, I'll okay because if I don't do it I'll you know and I'm, I gave Florence one of them tonight you know here take one of these you know uh, and, uh, and these are the days that make sense to me uh, you know you may want to rearrange them you know, but every seven days I will have put on the armor of God and deepened it and committed myself to it because I want to remember. I, and I know I'm prone to forget. Things get old and cold. Now, I don't plan on doing this for the rest of my life. I do plan on doing this for the season that God is speaking to me about it, and he's well able to let me know if that season passes. So let me encourage you, do something about it, okay? Okay, you got Hebrews. All right, Hebrews 10. The writer of Hebrews uh, has a goal here. And his goal is to cause people to remember that the last time they were in trouble, that God helped them through it. But they had to stand up, they had to stand up and speak up. And it cost them the last time. We don't know what that last time was. But he wanted to encourage them to look back in their life and see that God helped them in the past and that God was with them in the past so that they could use that for hope that God would be with them in the future because they evidently were in a very difficult situation as the apostle uh, uh, was, was talking to them about this. So here in Hebrews, the 10th chapter, uh, verse 32, let's, let's, let's begin there reading from the new king james version but recall the former days in which after you were illuminated that means after you were enlightened after you received the light of salvation after that you were saved recall the former days in which after you were illuminated it didn't happen when you were lost okay when you weren't illuminated you may have been just nutty as a fruitcake okay you may just 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 wrong just wrong as can be and didn't know it but once you were illuminated 
uh, uh, you know, you decided to take a different stand in life, a different stance, and to be a different person. And you endured a great struggle with sufferings. Well, that, 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 that word struggle uh, is a picture of the Grecian games, the games, the Greek games, uh, and, and, and it means to fight, that, that, that you endured a great fight, a great struggle with others. You know, uh, with, 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 I mean, you, you, you entered into a great struggle, and that struggle cost you. It was with sufferings. It was a costly personal struggle, which you endured because you had been enlightened. Because Jesus Christ, he's talking about Jesus and the Holy Spirit having come into your life, and that you all of a sudden saw things from God's standpoint and not from a carnal man's standpoint. That you had a heavenly worldview, a biblical worldview, if you would, instead of a carnal worldview. Once you were enlightened, uh, you, you uh, entered into and endured a, a, a struggle uh, which, uh, which, you, you know, uh, which was personally costly. Verse 33, the writer of Hebrews wants them to know why. He said the reason why that you entered into this struggle because you saw things differently and, and, and you struggled, uh, you, it, it was partly while you were made a spectacle by reproaches and tribulations and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. He said, you know, uh, you endured the struggle, the cost of being a Christian. You endured the cross of letting your light shine. You endured the cross of loving the unlovable, of being kind and considerate to others, even though they weren't to you. You endured you know, the struggle to, uh, to be patient and to be caring and to be considerate and to be humble and to all the other things that you endured, letting your light shine. You endured being a different person, a different kind of person. You endured letting your light shine partly while you were being made a spectacle a public spectacle you were being ridiculed as it means uh, the, the the king james says gazing stock what does that mean that means that you were put on public display it means that you were openly shamed in front of your friends and strangers because you thought different you felt different you saw it different than the world sees it and when you see something different than the world sees it, when you see something from God's standpoint, sometimes, well not sometimes, but God expects you to let your light shine in a kind and a caring way, but to not quench the Holy Spirit in such a way uh, that, that, that no one sees the light. And partly these people he's writing to here, uh, when, when, whenever... Whenever, whatever they went through, whenever the situation happened, it evidently divided the public arena. And when the public arena, whenever, when, whenever you know, a society, whenever humanity, whenever, whenever uh, nations are divided, when families, when people are divided, let me tell you there's a right place to stand. And standing right with God may not mean that you stand on any either side, on the right or the left. But standing right with God is very important. And standing right with God can cost you from both sides at times. Hello? Come on now. I'm going to take a swipe at every last one of you. Because God is God. 
He said that, you know, uh, you were made a, a, a gazing stock. You, 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 you had to endure public shaming for what you actually believed. You had to endure uh, reproach. Um, you were insulted. You know, I'm, I'm studying this. I, I, I've studied this, you know, today. You had to endure insults. People thought you were three things, weak, stupid, or fanatical. This, this is what the scholars have, 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 have written about this through the ages, through, the, through, the, through, through you know, 2,000 years since this was written. The scholars that I have researched said that this is what was, was, was being said about the people who took a stand for Jesus in times of division, that other people uh, shamed them and, and said, you're weak. They said you're stupid, or they said you're fanatical, you're radical, you're, 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 something's wrong with you. Do you know that's happening today? That's happening today in America and around the world. It's happening on the Internet. People are being publicly shamed, being pushed out, being deplatformed, being canceled, many times because they won't stand on one side or the other. They're being defriended. They're being you know, publicly ridiculed and being told that they're weak or they're fanatical or they're stupid. This is not a new thing. This is something that, that was clearly happening in the church 2,000 years ago. Uh, pressured and persecuted. You know, uh, that, that's what he said. Uh, both by reproaches, those are reproaches, and by tribulation. Tribulation means afflictions. Do you know uh, some uh, affliction literally means some positive form of punishment? That there was some positive form of punishment given to you because you stood up for Jesus in the midst of a divided arena. Boy, my mind goes back to those gladiator moments and, and during the difficult persecutions, even during the times of, 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 of Nero, the persecutions that came upon the Christians in the Roman Empire because they dared to stand up for Christ. Under Saul of Tarsus, before he became the Apostle Paul, before he was illuminated, he saw things in a different way and persecuted believers in Jesus Christ even unto death. They had to endure afflictions, positive forms of punishment and loss. That's partly what happened to them because they stood up, but also partly while you chose to become companions of others who were standing. Whenever you saw someone else being unjustly treated, maligned, called stupid and called weak and fanatical, you may see that on your work, you know, in, in, in your workplace. You may see that in your classrooms. You may see that, you know, in, in, in the public arena on Facebook. Do you know that, that, that once we have been enlightened, we should stand with our companions in Christ, even when they're being persecuted, when they're being unjustly treated? We should not retreat from them or keep silent for fear that it might cost us we don't need to be argumentative we don't need to be mean mouth we don't need to be loud we don't need to be accusing we don't need to hate people we don't need to condemn and criticize all we need to do is let our light shine and support the truth as it is in Christ do you know that these companions were being treated so bad and God values somebody standing with the weak and the persecuted in 
Here's what uh, th this writer said. You decided to stand with. You decided to sympathize with them. You decided to support uh, those who were being shamed and mistreated and suffering public ridicule because of their belief. You know, uh, both personal struggle and personal support of others were valuable assets, and they are today. Listen, your personal support of others who believe in Jesus Christ in your workplace is a valuable asset to God. If someone is standing up for Jesus, stand up with them, okay? Now, I'm not saying stand up with those who are bashing people in the name of Jesus. I'm not saying that. You know, take those believers off to the side and tell them that's not the way Christ did. You, don't, you didn't see Jesus doing that. Stop that, okay? That's just, that's, that's, that's just a carnal Christianity. But when somebody is being maligned or persecuted, somebody's being shamed, somebody's being ridiculed, somebody's you know, uh, suffering you know, uh, loss for their honest belief in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and the day is coming, the Bible tells us, whenever we will see that in the world and that can cost you your house, your life, it's happening today in communist China, it's happening today in North Korea, it's happening today in many other countries in the world, just to name the name of Jesus, will get you kicked out of your house, will get you, you know, beheaded put in prison three generations go to prison in north korea okay just having a bible you know uh just just saying yes to jesus your family can uh, can you know commit to hunting you down and killing you that's happening today we need to stand not only with standing with people who are in our workplace but also standing with people who are around the world we're not attempting to topple a government we're not attempting to, to, to destroy communism. We're attempting to lift up the name of Jesus. We're attempting to, to show the love of Christ and the support of our companions who are being persecuted for the cause of Christ and for the name of Jesus. We need to do that. You see, uh, the occasion on which this writer speaks may not be fully known. However, he, uh, he, he does encourage us as to what we should be doing remembering that God will help us and verse 34 for you had compassion on me he said he mentions one particular thing he said you had compassion on me let, 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 let me remind you let me to give you case in point you had compassion on me in my chains and you joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods you know it cost you the plundering you know they came into your house and they took your stuff because you said you supported me Whoa, he's talking about a real situation here. He's talking about a world gone crazy. He's talking about this time in which Nero was the emperor of Rome. And if you supported somebody who was a Christian, it could cost you everything you had. But he's saying that's what you did. You joyfully accepted. Whoa, you didn't fitfully or regrettably you joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. You know that this, this world does not compare. The Bible says, you know, uh, eyes not seen, ears not heard, neither entered into the heart of any man those things which God has prepared for those that love him. You know, we have a home eternal, not made with hands in the heavenlies. It was in that day... Uh, uh, that's the way it was and today 
you know, it is still a common practice of hate-filled groups, of demon-possessed public officials to exact fines and place undue burdens on those whom they disagree with. Come on now. This is good stuff. What is our part in this? What is our part? You know, uh, what, what do we do? You know, uh, all else should look dim when thrown up against the reality of what we look forward to when we please God and do His will. We have, you know, a, a, a blessing of God when we stand up for truth and justice and the mistreated, when we plead the cause of the poor and the innocent, when we don't allow injustice, when we don't pass it on to others, you know, whenever we are told to join in the ridicule or else, when we are told to support the injustice or else, well, give me the or else is what the writer here is saying of Hebrews under the under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and stand up and speak up with joy you know uh, knowing that you might lose your job your house oh my goodness that that drive it home but who would do that who would who well people all over the world are doing that we in America six percent of the population of the world have enjoyed quite a long run of protection of our religious beliefs and I do believe we will continue to do that I do believe that we will continue to be a blessed nation because I do not imagine that God is finished with America. Now, this is not a doom and gloom message, but I do imagine that it's going to take somebody standing up before it changes. Speaking up before it changes. You know, and thank God we have an enduring inheritance in heaven. Amen? As I said, the aim of this passage is to remind believers that God that was with you in the last trial, He'll be with you in the next, so don't be afraid of trial. The Holy Spirit is inspiring and encouraging us to do the same thing today. Verse 35, therefore, because of this, because of this, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. This word confidence here, I've been studying this word for 40 plus years in depth. It is a Greek word, parousia. I've, I've, I've put it up just so you can see from the English Greek, uh, Greek English dictionary here. Okay, uh, if you're looking at it here, let me explain what this is. In the Greek English dictionary, it's number 30, uh, the, the word is the, the 3954th word, parousia. And it's from two different, it's derived from two different words. The first word there is in, and the second word, uh, it talks about the, the 4483, means basically, you know, to speak and to, and, 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 and to be open. And, to, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, literally this word means freedom in speaking. It means to be unreserved in speech unreservedness in speech it means to be open and to be frank uh, and without concealment without trying to you know uh, without trying to uh, uh, talk in uh, you know in 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 in, uh, in code okay uh, it it means without ambiguity it means uh, without circumlocution without talking in circles circumlocution uh, it means uh, uh, without the use of figures and comparisons. It means, you're, you know, uh, don't, uh, don't try to tell in a parable right here. <laughs> okay? It just means be open and frank and honest. 
This is what that word. Do not cast away, therefore, your parousia, your all outspokenness, your frankness, your unreservedness in speech, uh, speaking without ambiguity and speaking without, you know, uh, speaking in rhymes and rhythm, you know, uh, free and fearless confidence, cheerful courage, boldness, assurance, uh, the deportment by which one becomes conspicuous or secures publicity. You need to step out and secure, you know, you need to step out, not, not conspicuous, you know, not just to hide in your office and holler, wrong. I don't believe that. No, no, no. Well, you know, uh, that's not exactly the way it is. No. Wait. Jesus is Lord, and he is the answer. Okay? And we need to be kind to others, and we need to be forgiving, and we need to care. Yeah, have you been born again? Have you given your life to Jesus Christ? Because you don't know how close somebody is on the edge to receiving Jesus Christ, just like the Apostle Paul. You don't know what support will do, and, you don't, you know, and it could cost you. Okay? You could also be told to collect your goods and go home. Okay? But we don't want to be found denying Christ. We deny Christ. He said, I'll deny you in heaven. You deny me on earth. That's a pretty tough one. You might say, explain to me, Pastor. I, I, I don't know that I can. I just tell you, stay away from it. <laughs> stay away from uh, being ashamed of Jesus. Stay away from being afraid to speak his name. Stay away from being afraid to, to love and forgive and be kind to others. Joshua 1, 7 through 9 encourages us, you know, to be bold and courageous, you know. And, 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 and uh, you know, God will take care of the rest of it. You know, as I said, we don't need to be hateful. We don't need to be hurtful. We need to be bold and courageous and kind and caring. But we need to be honest and open and frank and sincere without ambiguity, without trying to conceal the truth that we're saying. We just need to put a smile on our face, joy in our heart, and joyfully, okay, um, accept the consequences of, of standing up for Jesus and and truth and, and justice and justice and what is right you know you've been enlightened okay others don't have that that blessing you've been enlightened some people around you really see injustice as just but you see it different you see it different you've been enlightened you've been saved and when you got saved and the holy spirit came in your life you began to see things different you know and use that enlightenment, you know, uh, as 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 support for others. Verse thirty six: For you have need of endurance. This is the verse I told you we would get to this week. You have need of endurance. You have need of endurance. Okay, don't 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 cast away your confidence. You have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Uh, two questions I have about this scripture: One is, uh, 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 why do I need this? endurance well this this is a greek word hupomene endurance it's also translated patience it means persistent it means to be consistently persistent you need to make sure that you keep on keeping on despite you know um, what you see and what happens to you you just need to endure and be consistent uh, uh, and and the second question i have is what is the promise he's talking about well let me throw this in there okay please please uh, don't 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 shoot me down now Okay, listen to me. This is a very particular passage that uh, for tonight's purposes needs to be taken just like it is written, just like it was meant when it was written to the people it was written to. 
in the fullness of the text is the way God is giving it to us tonight, okay? In the fullness of the understanding of the original intent of the writer and of the Holy Spirit, the truth it contains is a whole truth, okay? So uh, uh, this is not one of the scriptures. If you want some scriptures for other things, I can show you some other scriptures for other things. But this scripture uh, does not say, for you have need of patience, you have need of endurance, so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive your new car. So that after you've done the will of God, you may receive your new house. So after you've done the will of God, you may receive uh, you know, uh, your, your electricity bill paid for. You have need of endurance uh, so that after you've done the will of God, you might uh, you know, uh, uh, get something, do something, you know, you know, uh, uh, obtain. No. After you have done the will of God, that you might receive the promise. What is the promise that he's talking about? That's what I would want to know. What is the promise? Because if you're not watchful, you'll, you'll imagine it to be some carnal earthly promise. It's not. It's some heavenly eternal promise. Listen, after you do the will of God, you might find yourself receiving the promise of eternity. That's what he's talking about. I mean, read the whole thing in context. Read all the way to the end of it. He's talking about heaven. He's talking about inheritance in heaven. Okay. Oh, this is good stuff, isn't it? Huh? Isn't this good stuff? You know, the scripture does not intend to say that if you're patient, you know, uh, and standing up and speaking up for Jesus, that God will reward you with, you know, winning the lottery. No, it says that God will return, reward you with eternal inheritance, uncorrupted, undefiled, incorrupted, undefiled. Uh, there are some other verses I can point you to that will help you with the car. Okay. This ain't one of them right now. This is the one that will help you with standing up and realizing that you may not get anything in this life for it but hardship. Okay? But unless we're willing to do that, you know, uh, those other scriptures about the car may not work real well for you. Might make you more of a carnal, selfish, you know, brat of a child of God than, than, than what God wants to reward. Uh, and I am not taking away from faith. If anything... I think it takes more faith to imagine you're doing this for nothing on this, world, on, on this earth but to stand with a companion who is being unjustly treated, to stand with a brother or sister in Christ that is suffering wrong. You know, uh, there are some other verses, like I said, that will help you with your dog coming home. Okay? All right. Uh, well, don't let this world or tribulation or persecution or shaming or loss of material possessions or intimidation or threats or anything else move you from believing in and standing up for Jesus, the truth, justice, and others who are being mistreated. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Talking about Jesus. Listen, I believe this applies. For yet a little while. It may just be a little while, and Jesus is coming. We got a chance now to stand up for him. We got a chance now to, to, to be kind. And like I said, be, be, be kind. I'm not talking about being obnoxious or irritating or accusatory. I'm talking about being direct, firm, kind, gentle, truthful, open, frank, in a way that exposes you as who you are in Christ. 
Now the just shall live by this kind of faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But you know what? We are not of those who draw back into perdition. But we are those who believe, continue believing, and continue living like this to the saving of the soul. Not just our soul, but other souls. Amen? Amen. Thanks again for joining us for another encouraging word from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.